0: You are tuned in to another edition of Americana Music Profiles, brought to you by Americana Rhythm Music Magazine and Americanamusicmagazine.com. I'm your host, Greg Tutwiler. Let's jump right in to the next exciting interview. As a band, Fireside Collective from Asheville, North Carolina has been together for six years. Two of the members, Jesse and Tommy, join me on this edition of Americana Music Profiles to talk about the origins of their band and their latest CD release called Elements. So I'm talking to Jesse and Tommy with Fireside Collective. Welcome, guys. Good to be here. How's it going? Good, good. Thanks for uh, joining me on the call today, and it's good to get to talk to you. So you guys have been together, what, five years ish? Something like that? Sounds about right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I hope-
1: Oh yeah, so uh, so six years right now It's actually six like year, our yeah. six year anniversary so.
0: Okay, cool um, And give me a little bit of background How you guys got together as a band
1: Okay, so uh, Tommy and I met in college At East Carolina University oh, cool. Over in Greenville, yeah. North Carolina yeah. um, And we were just buddies Who spawned over folk music And root music and jam band stuff And uh we moved together to the mountains back in 2009, and um, we we kind of recorded some stuff together and did some stuff, and then went our separate ways for a few years. Um, and then I was touring with another bluegrass band. Um, it was kind of a more traditional band, but I really was having a good time on the road. And so I called Tommy up when I was on the road and was just like, "Man, we gotta we gotta figure out a way to do this." Yeah. So that's kind of the short story of how it all came together. Um, and then I recorded an album called Shadows and Dreams that featured like uh, a bunch of Asheville artists, John Stickley, Lindsey Pruitt, uh, Drew Matlitch. Um And then to release that album, we put together the first phase of this band, which also included Carson White, our bass player, uh-huh. um, also a friend from ECU, and Tommy and myself and a few other friends and then over time, we, you know, we combed the area for, to find the right musicians, yeah. and we found Joe um, up in Johnson City about a year and a half in, and then Alex joined about four years in, okay. so that's where we're at now.
0: <laughs> you said you moved to the mountains. Uh, some of us folks that, that live on the East Coast understand what that means, but for the rest of the listeners, what what do you mean when you say you moved to the mountains?
1: So we moved to specifically Asheville, North Carolina, yeah, okay. which is a really awesome town. A lot of great art, music, and food, and beautiful outdoors. Blue Ridge Mountains. We right. just got everything inspiring for an artist, you know. So,
0: and Asheville yeah. is a pretty, pretty good hotbed for all kinds of really cool um, music. Anyway, right?
1: Absolutely. Oh yeah yeah what do you think Tommy there's just all sorts of stuff out here well it's funny you know when we first moved there um that that first year Jesse just referred to uh we actually spent most of our time going out to the funk gym if I remember correctly <laughs> uh we just yeah, we, we did go to some bluegrass bands, but it's just a testament to uh you know how diverse the town is it's it's uh, rock and roll and jazz and Bluegrass, of course, is what it's known for. But, yeah, there's just so much going on here. And being in a bluegrass band, even though that's the foundation, I think, of our sound, um, of course, we're, we've we been influenced by, by all the other, you know, good genres that you hear nightly basis in Asheville. So, really special place in that regard.
0: Uh, interesting you mentioned the the funk jam. As a as a, a band, Fireside Collective kind of seems to like to push uh, a lot of boundaries musically right
1: absolutely yeah Yeah. i think uh funk funk is a element of what we do um carson and myself played in kind of like a funk band for a little while um so we really enjoyed you know the rhythm of of funk and uh soul music and stuff like that um and you know we we love the grateful dead and they had an ability to bring in so many different genres um and make it still sound cohesive right and so that's you know similar to what we're doing as a string band you know we don't have drums so we've got to think a little bit more about what we're doing when we do a funk song or a rock and roll song and try and figure out how to create those rhythms with the mandolin and the bass yeah yeah all that stuff
0: now, are those uh, are you covering funk and rock, or are these original songs that you're creating with that uh, with that bass rhythm behind it?
1: Um. So with with the funk stuff, we actually have quite a few funk songs, original. Okay. Um, I really enjoy writing in that style and like that different groove. Um. So I've got two songs on the current album that are both I would consider them funky funk song, Mm -hmm. and I usually try and get one, at least one funk-influenced song on there. Hmm. Um, As far as rock and roll, we actually do cover some uh, rock and roll bands, like, you know, we do an Eagles tune, kind of one of their more rock and roll songs, we've played The Who in the past, obviously we love The Beatles, um, and bands like that, so... I guess in some ways the show has a little bit of a rock and roll vibe to it, too.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: We, you know, we move a lot on stage and we try and engage the audience, you know, in a similar way to like a rock concert.
0: Yeah, that that um, 70s throwback, 70s, early 80s kind of feel seems to be really popular right now, resonating with uh, the, the younger age bracket of the Baby Boomers and the the, the late age bracket of the Gen Xers all seem to be really feeling that vibe right now. Yeah, I would agree. When you yeah, guys, it music. <laughs> what's that? It, it
1: was good music. Yeah, for sure. Hard hard right. Hard stands, deny, yeah. right.
0: Stands the test of time for sure. Um, when you guys are writing typically, which comes first lyrics or, or, uh, music? Um,
1: I think it's different, probably different for everybody in the band. Um, for me, I'm I'm kind of a, a free-flow guy. You know, like, some days I'll sit down and just write lyrics. Yep. And I'll try and shape music to it. And then sometimes I'll just wake up with a melody in my head, or I'll be practicing the mandolin, and, and a little riff will come in. And then I'll try and write music around it,
0: uh-huh.
1: or write lyrics around it, um, I've personally found it a little easier to write the lyrics first, because okay. then I can like, I'll like meditate on the lyrics and try and figure out what vibe that is. Yeah, and then try and you know shape the music to it. But I've definitely done both ways, and I think you know, I think either one's good. What do you think, Tommy? I I tend to write lyrics first almost every time, um, and uh, that's just because I I wrote poems and stuff long before I got my hands on a uh, an instrument of any kind. Yeah, sure. So just by, by default, that's sort of how I do it. Lately, I've been experimenting with uh, maybe, like Jesse said, building a song around an idea, a musical idea, mm-hmm. and uh, always, you know, if a good thing comes out of it. So, yeah. <laughs> Is
0: this... Awesome is this a um, I'm presuming it's a full-time venture for you guys right now
1: yeah full time
0: yeah very full time yeah is, is that something that was intentional or had you guys experienced being able to be on the road I know you mentioned a little earlier that uh, that was kind of the, the how you got started but the rest of the guys was was uh, full-time road life with a band part of uh, your experience up until this point
1: oh um, it's it's new for almost everybody. Yeah, full time wise, um, our banjo player, he was actually playing in another band out of Seattle when we met him. Um, we met him in Fort Collins, Colorado, um, and so he was he's experienced some full time musicianship, uh, musician life, uh, but the rest of us, you know, when I did that first tour, we were out there selling CDs and. I was like, wow, people still buy CDs, so maybe maybe you can make a living. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, we, we did really well um, in, on that tour that kind of inspired the band, and I was like, okay, I, I see what's going on here. I think, you know, if we play our cards right, we can make it happen.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and Tommy left the job to join the band. I don't think he's lost much at all since the band started. <laughs> um, that is true. That is hey, right. I mean, he worked... He works a lot on the band. Right, right, I right, right. <laughs> um, and I, I waited tables uh, for the first year, and then when we did our first big fireside tour out to Colorado, um, I left my job for that, and it was it was an amazing feeling. Yeah. Very free cool. and, you know, kind of allowed me to identify with music and being an artist, and I feel like, um, you know, everybody, everybody in the band is, in that place right now and it really gives it a special you know energy to it that we're all just here doing this making this work
0: are you finding that you're still able to to move product people buy cds is that are you having to adapt to a different um way of making revenue from that
1: i see people buying cds a ton still good, uh, good. they just want to support the band i feel like and our fans uh, have been so supportive of us over the years and uh, you know sometimes it's just you know when there's a new a new a new item at the table they just want to uh, support us and yeah. put money into the band and i we've even had fans buy the same cd twice cuz the other one they lost or okay. it, it got too scratched from overplaying it and they're like yeah, yeah this is my second time buying this one and it's like That's man cool. that that means that means a lot. You yeah, know? for sure. And of sure. course, we'd lo- we'd love to have vinyl, and um, I, obviously, that would be uh, that's coming back. And streaming is is huge now, but we uh, we do sell a lot of CDs still, physical CDs at shows, which is really awesome. Yeah,
0: that's good news. What um, w- what type of audience do you find that your music resonates with the most?
1: Um. That's a tough one. We get that a lot, and for some reason, we haven't come up with a good answer yet. Okay. <laughs> um, and it seems like it seems like we do well with um, a lot of different audiences. Typically, like your festival goers. Yep. You know, people that really love the outdoors and love, you know, kind of being around a bunch of different types of people. Um, we do well, well with those audiences. Um, the jam band audience we do really well with because we try to create like a seamless yeah. concert experience. You know, we do a lot of segues and we do a lot of um, improv on stage. Oh, cool. Okay. And so no show is the same. Um, and we also still do really well with bluegrass crowds. Um, the International Bluegrass Music Association Conference in Raleigh is only a really um, positive experience for us. And, you know, when we play places like Merle Fest that tend to have, like, a, a traditional bluegrass audience, we do really well there, because um, we still try and make sure that bluegrass is, like, the central theme and foundation, even though we allow ourselves to go
0: you yeah. know,
1: all over the spectrum. Um, that's kind of what we all share in the band, and the instrumentation, you know, is bluegrass. So, there's you know, when you're... When you're going way out there, it, it always feels good to just bring it back home with a nice batch of grass. Yeah, it well, al- y- it
0: always works. <laughs> you guys actually got the uh, got a momentum award nomination, right, from IBMA? Yeah, um, what was
1: that? A couple 20- years ago, Uh or 20- 2018? Yeah, yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah. About right.
0: That's cool. Yeah, that, that's all changing. Um, not a lot, but enough. Uh, I think it's it's starting to to really kind of resonate with a younger audience a little bit, which is encouraging. You know, it's uh, music has to adapt, I think, to uh, with the changing crowd. So um, the energy. I've seen you guys a couple times and and listened to some of the new stuff, and I think that energy resonates with a younger crowd. And like you said, the festival audience, the outdoor feel. Uh, you want some energy there. You can't get too mellow with that crowd.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, I like to dance.
0: Right, we like to dance. Yeah, so. <laughs> and the new record, yeah. uh, new record is uh, uh, elements. Is that right? Yep, yep, elements. And it's uh, we we talked offline a minute or two. It's actually is uh, you have a release party coming up, right?
1: Yeah. So this weekend we're doing um, we're doing a Raleigh release and an Asheville release,
0: okay. which are probably
1: our two strongest markets. Yeah. Um, and then the CD, the street gate is next Friday. Okay. Um, so that's when it'll go to the radio station and um, places like that.
0: Which is the 20th, right, I believe? Yep. yep. March 20th. March 20th. March 20th, 2020. Yeah. Okay. All the 20th. So if yep. folks are listening to this after that date, then they should be able to find you uh, everywhere, right?
1: Yep. Yep. Streaming. Uh, we'll have a bunch of CDs at at uh, our shows. You can order uh, order online, so it'll be it'll be everywhere.
0: And uh, what's the website where people can get get a hold of you guys, get the music?
1: Yeah, they can go to firesidecollectiveband.com and click on the store tab, and you'll find a bunch of merchandise there shirts and hats and the new album will be there as well.
0: And when's the tour start?
1: uh technically i guess this weekend what, right jesse or I yeah friday friday yeah, this friday, um, yeah it kind of kicks yeah. off the crazy thing about it is that um the first album "Shadow of the Dream, was released on march 13th of 2014 oh and really we didn't even plan this but yeah oh. so the first four day of this one is march 13th 2020 so wow, that's it's cool. kind of a cool cool first full circle thing yeah yeah
0: that's awesome Well, I appreciate you uh, jumping on the call here with us, guys, and uh, letting our audience know a little bit more about your band. And uh, we're excited for your new record, for sure. And uh, we hope that uh, the world settles down and everybody gets a chance to uh, see you out there on the road. Absolutely. Yeah,
1: thank you for the time with you. Absolutely.